Well, hello! Welcome to The Ram Show. It is Sunday, uh, January 20th, 2018. And I am going to go ahead and bring Zach in here. My mic is on. Hi, Zach. How's it going? Pretty okay. All right. I'm going to turn your mic up this week. Your mic just did that sound again. Did it? By the way, so. Oh, joy. So we're, we're having issues. Uh, uh, I We had a massive amount of snow here i don't think that's gonna affect much but anyways we're gonna attempt to do a show this week uh no i i wonder so i have fiber to my house and so because i have fiber to my house i don't have a modem uh so what happens is it comes in through a cat 5e cable from the outside world and goes into a switch from the switch it goes and splits it off to the tv and it splits it off to the router. And that's been terminated to like a wall mount jack with a super shoddy uh, Ethernet cable that I made when I was first learning how to make Ethernet cables. So I wonder if it's finally going out. I mean, I don't know. But I've used Discord a lot of times and I've never had a problem except on here. No, 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 what I'm saying is, is I'm wondering if the super shoddy Ethernet cable that I made when I was first learning how to make Ethernet cables is finally just going out. Oh, no, I was just saying that because I figure it must be something on your end. Uh, I never have issues like this with Discord. Right, right, so that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, if it's, that, I'm wondering if it's that cable, so I might look at replacing that tonight. Uh, anyway. Well, I don't know, I mean, if you don't have issues in anything else, it is just weird. Uh, I don't know. If, okay, so local co-op, great company, uh, fiber to my house, but that does not mean that it comes I'm without... actually going to leave this... No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Hold on. No, not like... Hang on. Hang on. But that does not mean that it does not have its faults. Oh, my God. Hey, I have fiber optic, by the way. Oh, no, no, you know, no, no. I no. have fiber optic. No. I yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. I I do, but the point that I was trying to make there was was that even though I have all that, it does not mean that I am immune to having Someday issues. Okay, you're going to do that to me and I'm just going to leave and then you're going to No, no, no. What the point I'm trying to make I'll is I'll make you sweat it for a while. And... <laughs> no, the point that I'm trying to make Zach is is that it does not make me immune to any of the problems that you may have either. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Although that was an important piece of information to know because it means that the internet actually comes into my home differently than it does on your end. Because uh, yours comes over a coax cable, goes into a modem, and then from there it goes into your router. So, yeah. It's weird. Anyways. I think I'd almost prefer that sometimes, though, because if you needed to move like all your stuff around, uh, I think it makes it a little bit easier. You just, yeah, hey, here's a... It's a coax case. Well, I don't know if it has to be a specific one. It might have to be. Anyways, so, uh, excuse me. That's besides the point. Uh, so, time. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's uh, weird issues like this? Well, okay. So, uh, the reason the show is late this week is because I was working on a network project uh, for my church, and um, so. What we had done was the other day we had ran the network cable from the boiler room where we have a switch and uh, some other equipment, a uh, patch panel and a switch, 
And uh, the great thing is, is for the most part, it's pretty centrally located in the basement of our church. Uh, and then, of course, we have drop ceiling, so it makes it really easy. So ran the cable around the wall, ran it out, ran it out through some cracks in the wall, and then over into another room that was having horrible issues trying to connect into the Wi-Fi router uh, because it was a TV, and the nick in that thing is probably a piece of crap. Anyways. I would definitely suspect that, yeah. So so we, we, we directly wired it. And so what we did was is we basically just ran the cable down the wall and then put an end on it. And then today what we did was we cleaned that all up. We put it in conduit and put a box on the wall and things like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, remember a while ago how I was talking about crawling up in that crawl space that was like literally hanging from the ceiling and it was super sketch? Yep. Uh, I have to do that again. <laughs> Why do you volunteer for this? Why don't you make them pay you? Uh, actually, you know what I think I'm going to do? Is not necessarily for the labor portion of it, but uh, definitely materials. Like, uh, well, yeah, I mean that's a no-brainer. Jeez, you, I wouldn't want to spend them. I wouldn't want to spend this much trouble on a project. And I don't know. Okay, but see, here's the difference between me and you. Okay, I like networking. You don't. Well, it's not that I. It's not. It's not that I actively just hate it. Ugh. But you know, I mean, I don't. <laughs> If I'm going to go through all this trouble, like, gosh. You know. I got to tell a really funny story. Do you remember a few years ago, uh, networking class, we were working on a test, and uh, Zach's uh, network just mysteriously didn't work? My test? No, 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 no. Now, I remember a test that had an issue for me but i don't remember yeah there was one that had an issue for you because i created an issue for you you created an issue for me yeah do you remember so what was happening was is oh we... yeah when we were doing those like those networking thing where you would multiple people working yeah uh hardware, yeah. but what had happened was was somebody honestly i have no idea this is gonna be news to me no, no, no. You'll remember this as soon as I say it. Somebody decided to plug their Ethernet cable into the jack that I just so happened to need. Wait, so I did? Yeah! You. So, uh, instead of plugging into the one that corresponds to the Ethernet jacks on your... Uh, like, oh, yeah, I plugged it in the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, so I get up there and I'm looking at it and I'm like... I was in your router and wondering why mine didn't work. <laughs> right! Well... So you plugged in, right? So it wouldn't have, we were working. Yeah, yeah. We were. so it wouldn't have worked anyways, but uh, I got up there and I'm like, hmm, I need this Ethernet jack. Click, click. So I unplugged Zach's and I plugged mine in and called it good. I see Zach get up a few minutes later. What? <laughs> because the thing was, is you had known that you got up there and you had plugged a cable in. So... Anyways, but uh, yeah, I was I was not having any part of that because I was like, uh, no, you took my Ethernet jack and I need that. Tell you the truth, I still don't remember this incident. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, so that's what ended up happening. Um, but yeah, so uh, where would you rank uh, networking in like your like? Networking's fine when it works. I don't mind to do it. <laughs> hey, pop quiz real quick, Zach. No, 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 no. I, I want to see. What does DHCP stand for? How many? 
am I supposed to know what it stands for? I'm supposed to know what it does. You know what it, <laughs> you know what it Okay, what does it do? It signs IP address. Okay, so what does it stand for? <laughs> it assigns them automatically. <laughs> yeah, and so, so DHCP signs addresses automatically, but but what does DCP, or DHCP actually stand for? It's okay. I'd have to look it up too. Uh, dynamic host configuration protocol. <laughs> Although you didn't even know either. <laughs> I could have just found some garbage, and you probably would have thought I was. No, I hadn't looked up. So, uh, I do have to ask though, and that is: is what is your theory on this? Is now I'm I'm way more of a network guy. I'm more of a network nerd than than Zach is. You you would agree with that, right? Well, you, you, see, because I actively Fine. do, I, don't know. I actively do networking stuff, like, and I love playing around with it. You, it's like ah, if I have to do it, I'll do it, right? Kind of. Okay, you would much rather build a computer, and I would much well, rather play easy. with, and I would much rather play with networking stuff. So, anyways, uh, but you wouldn't spend your weekend like reconfiguring your network. Would you? Heck no. Yeah, see, I, I would do that because I think it's fun. Anyway, so let me ask you this real quick here. Is static IP addresses, okay? Do you set a static IP address, or do, do you set up a reservation in the router to create a static IP address, or do you create the static IP address on the device itself? What is the quote-unquote correct way to do it? I mean, you can do both. Technically, yes. But what is the so, quote-unquote correct way to do it? Probably the correct way would be to just have the computer configured to get an address automatically and the router assigning that address to that computer every time. Yeah, basically. See, okay, so I was talking with somebody and they were talking about setting up like uh, um, IP address reservations in the router. Now... Take this with a grain of salt, but I consider this to be a somewhat lazy approach. Do you agree or disagree? You'd consider what to be lazy? Setting a uh, like a reservation, like an IP address reservation in the router itself. How's that lazy? Here's why I call it lazy, is because... You probably don't know what you're doing, so you're doing it half-fast. And making the router do the work, versus you going in and actually doing the work the way that you probably should actually do it. That's how I see it. I mean, eh. I, I see it as a lazy practice, you know. You don't really know what you're doing. Uh, I'm not saying that if you're a person who does that, that you're lazy. I just don't see that as being technically correct. I think if you're going to configure a network, you configure your devices the way that they're supposed to be configured. Sometimes the lazy way is just the way to go, though. <laughs> you always choose the lazy way, Zach. I... You you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I also know you. You would much, ra you would much rather cut corners if you could. Okay, but I'm not going to compromise. Don't deny it. <laughs> if it's not going to have a negative effect on anything, of course. 
Right. Here's my fear, though, is that by relying on the router to do it all, like, I don't know. I think sometimes things get screwed up. So I think it's probably a much better practice to actually just set a static IP address on the device itself. You know it's never going to change. So anyway. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into tech topics for this week. Uh, we vetoed that one. So we're going to start with this one. Uh, so Zach, did you know that Facebook made their own like assistant thing? Nope. Yeah. So they call it, I don't really know anything that Facebook does. Yeah. So they call it the portal smart display. Um, and it's been having a bit of an uphill battle. I, I I can't imagine why. What the heck buys? heck buys a dedicated device for this well it's like for video chatting so it's like an echo dot but all it can do is like video chat i think for the most part i mean i guess so gosh like what yeah okay why would you get a device for this just for this purpose and this purpose only why would you to talk with people you know, a tablet just a tablet can do that you know? that is Get true phone. that's true so here's the thing trying to convince people to willingly give the social media company facebook um another way into their homes is not going well and i bet you can kind of sort of imagine why that is right zach i'm honestly surprised that people are that conscious of well, no. Okay, you, you you don't follow like the big, big, big tech news. Like, well, you don't you don't follow social media companies, and we don't technically usually talk about social media companies on on the Ram Show because I've just kind of put them on STFU Island over there. But uh, this one's kind of funny. But no, the whole uh, remember the the government like did the whole like oh Facebook you're in trouble because. Uh, they were selling a bunch of, like, people's information and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I remember. And there's been I a just, bunch of, like, leaks lately. I just lately. find it surprising that people are actually, like, relatively aware of that. I think sure. the reason why is, though, is because it's been put on a national scale. If it hadn't Probably. Been, if it hadn't been put on a national scale, people wouldn't know. That's why. But so here's the thing, right? So... Facebook is having a hard time trying to sell these things because, well, they're running through Facebook servers and, well, Facebook doesn't have the greatest track record Facebook right now. for bad reputation. Yeah, they're, uh, they're slightly notoriously security lax. Just just a little bit. Uh, privacy. Yes, yes. Uh, I feel like this has been a problem for Facebook for a long time. Anyway, so... There are some people, however, though, that seem to be pretty happy with their portals. Facebook employees who were just caught leaving five-star reviews for their own product on Amazon. <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? Uh, I don't know. It gets more interesting. Uh, credit for spotting this incredible coincidence goes to tech columnist Kevin Roos. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, speaking of coordinating an uh, authentic behavior... What are the odds that all these five-star Facebook portal reviews on Amazon just happen to have the same names as Facebook employees? Well, it's not just a coincidence. Facebook executive Andrew Bosworth has seemingly confirmed on Twitter that they're indeed employees of the company. 
So why? Well, here's here's the thing. What's the point? Okay, maybe Facebook has just uh, given up and they're like, oh, we're just not going to try to do the runaround. Or, I don't know, why would you admit that? It's just like, oh, we give up. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> I just don't understand why. Like, they should know where this goes. Yeah. Um. So, even though he says... So Bosworth says that he uh, did not encourage this behavior. Of, of course. Now, whether that's actually true or not, I don't know. It could be a complete BS lie, but uh, it, it sounds good for, for PR. I mean, yeah. Uh, Roos notes in his tweets, at least three of the roughly 100 five-star reviews for the Facebook portal all match the names of specific Facebook employees. Uh, Tim Champel also, the name of the head of supply chain and strategic sourcing AR and VR products. Uh, oh, these are just all the names of the people. Anyways. Um, all three reviews in question are listed as verified purchases, meaning that Amazon systems have confirmed that those products were bought at Amazon. Uh, and uh, based on... Uh, what, what the heck is his name? Bosworth... Uh, comments it seems that these are just three facebook employees who are really truly happy with the facebook portal they bought and wanted to share the good news with the world without any corporate encouragement i don't know if i actually believe that i mean it's there's not really any way to know unless somebody leaks some insider information so Amazon is clear about the out our, uh, about their rules. The online retailer bans creating, modifying, or posting content regarding your or your relatively or relatives, close friends, business associates, or employers' products or services. That makes pretty good sense. I think you would agree yeah. with that. Sure. Uh, That's, yeah. <laughs> which would That's de- what- uh, uh, definitely fall, uh, which this would definitely fall under. Uh, according to Phase 6 Bosworth, the reviews were neither coordinated nor directed from the company. Uh, of, again, good PR right there. Uh, noting additionally that when uh, Portal first launched, Facebook actively encouraged employees internally to not review products it sells on Amazon. No crap! Um, and that it would ask those employees to remove their reviews. So... Yeah, so that's the thing that happened. But uh, what is going through your head? Like, somebody's gonna... People are smart. People are gonna figure it out eventually. I don't know. I mean, they might not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In today's day and age, Zach, how often does this stuff usually work out? It usually doesn't. Oh, hey. See, you say that, but... You also wouldn't know. This is about true. All the times that this it is has true. But like, okay, let's let's just take something like Apple for instance here, right? It seems plausible that it could work out. And, think about it. Okay, who's gonna go and scour every reviewer on Amazon and say, "Oh, does this person work for the company that makes that product?" Oh, it's okay. But but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could create a robot to do that for you. That you could. So. Uh, 
But this is just that same ment uh, ment uh, mentality that, like, Apple have where, oh, we're going to slow down people's iPhones, and they'll never know. And then people found out. So, yeah. I guess. I mean, it, it, it happened. I don't know if I really see the similarity. Uh, what I'm what I'm saying is is the similarity is in we're gonna do something and nobody's gonna know that we did it and then they end up getting caught. That's where I'm uh, that's where I'm trying to make an argument. Right there. So anyway, moving on for this week. Microsoft news time. So let's talk about Cortana this week, Zach. Useless junk. Uh, yeah, kind of. This might be yes. another one of those examples of Microsoft finally admitting that something they created just isn't living up to what it was supposed to be. Uh, but, but, but of course it's Microsoft. So they're, they're not willing to admit that it was a total flop. So here's See, what they're doing. I think it's something different. I think it's, um, you know, like you can't you can't honestly look at something like Cortana and think to yourself, yes, this is good. People will like this. Uh, so okay, it's more hang a question on. Of, will people tolerate, or will enough fools find it? A usable piece of software. You know what I wonder. To get away with continuing to plug it into Windows, or will people say it sucks collectively and no one will use it, and we'll just have to get rid of it? Well, hold on. Okay, let me let me make an argument here real quick. Is it because okay, people have allowed these things into their homes, uh, the Amazon Echo, uh, the Google Home, uh, Siri has been in your pocket forever. Um, which, personally, I think Siri and Bixby are two of the dumbest, most useless voice assistants out there, but that's besides the point. What I wonder is, is, is it not so much the idea behind Cortana, but the idea behind Cortana being that it came from Microsoft, it was shoved down our throats. It's, it's the implementation of Cortana, that she's always there, she always wants to know what you're doing. Right. And okay, but your your Google Home, your Amazon Alexa, they kind of sort of do the same thing. Kind of. They're also more effective, and I think that is kind of why people tolerate their shortcoming. I think the thing is too is that those things are being invited into your home by you versus well, yeah, and also, like, yeah, you're right. Nobody who dislikes the content buys a Google Home or an Alexa. Yeah, exactly. So, but there are plenty of people, like, who have Windows 10 on their computer but don't want a voice assistant. I don't want a voice assistant. Cortana's useless to me. I don't, I don't need I have not used Cortana once. Nope. So, and that's what I wonder. But Microsoft's Cortana. Also oh, go ahead. My settings so that I never, ever, ever, ever have to see. <laughs> uh, so Microsoft's Cortana Digital Assistant has fallen behind Google Assistant and Alexa over the past year. No, really? Hey, hey. Shut. 
Uh, Zach, is this news to you? That's my. Sh is I am absolutely blindsided by this news. Let me <laughs> right. Uh, so now the software is make uh, is taking a different approach to the competition. You ready for this? Speaking to journalists at a media oh, event earlier this week, which was attended by The Verge, CEO Satya Nadella revealed that Microsoft, get this, no longer sees Cortana as a competitor to Alexa or Google Assistant. <sighs> Here's why. Cortana needs to be that skill for anybody who's a Microsoft 365 subscriber, explains Nadella, which is a reference to the new consumer subscription push. Uh, but here's what he says. You should be able to use it on Google Assistant. You should be able to use it on Alexa, just like how you use our apps on Android and iOS. So that's at least how we want to think about where it'll go. So he wants it to be a skill. Because he's like, ah, well, see, see, here's the thing. Is this a cop out? Like, oh, yeah, well, we know Cortana sucks. We're not ready to admit Cortana sucks. So we're just going to say we're, we're redirecting the, what our vision for Cortana is. I don't know. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, I can't say that I'm. I don't know. I don't see an issue with what they're doing. I don't see, see an issue with what they're doing. That, that well, works. The way that that changes things is it changes Cortana from an annoying piece of junk that's just included with your computer to something that you download if you want to use it. Although I'm sure they will continue to plug Cortana into Windows 10 and make her annoy you at every possible opportunity. Oh, but, for sure. I don't know. I mean, if they would at least... If they could ditch that part, then goodness, I would be very right. Here's they the thing, though. Here, here's that would the be thing. A good joke. Well, Go I think Cortana is going to be focused as the new voice assistant for Microsoft 365. Uh, I think Has that's Office or Microsoft 365 ever had a voice assistant before. Well, Cortana. But I think they're going to, I think what they're going to do, I think they're going to heavily integrate it into the software to be like... You said that as if it had one before. Uh, well, okay. We've seen assistance in the Microsoft products. Remember a little Rover and the paperclip? But they weren't voice oh, assistants. Yeah. They weren't voice so assistants. Here's, here's what I see this doing. is It's probably just going to... You know, they, they want to make Cortana available like your, your Google Home or your smartphone or whatever. And they're probably going to tie that into any kind of Office 365 support for those devices. And I don't know why you'd have 365 support for your Google Home, but, you know, maybe your smartphone. Sure. And there will be a Cortana tie-in for that for people. Yeah, I think that's kind of the route they're going. Uh, so Microsoft has already partnered with Amazon to enable Cortana and Alexa integration, uh, which we talked about a while back. And at the launch of the partnership, Nadella compared digital assistants to web browsers that need to be inter, uh, uh, interoperable and access similar information. It's not clear uh, that Nadella sees Cortana as an app, 
Oh, it's now clear that Nadella now sees Cortana as an app or service that will work across multiple platforms rather than Microsoft competing in Cortana hardware for consumers, mostly because they probably can't. Uh, Microsoft will still need to convince Google that Cortana integration is a good idea, and I don't think they probably will. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a direct competitor to something that Google makes, and I'm sure Google would be... Right, but remember, remember... Cortana's not being viewed as a as a as a voice assistant anymore. It's a skill. Okay, but then you have to convince Google to think that way. <laughs> uh, you also have to convince Google that it's a good idea to let this thing be integrated into your ecosystem. Well, perhaps Microsoft will just pay them to change their minds. Uh, that could happen too. Uh, but instead of competing with Alexa, Nadella admits that there were uh, there was a challenge of creating hardware and software that she needed to compete. Uh, Microsoft uh, chose to make Cortana a uh, valuable skill that anybody who is using Alexa can call instead of competing in smart speaker uh, speakers. And that's probably why we haven't seen many Cortana speakers. Not to mention, I don't so think they why, was. why, if you have an Alexa or a Google Home, like what? What can Cortana do for you that uh, your device already can't? Right. Can it already do? So that's why I'm saying I think the integration of it in it is going to be heavily pushed with the Microsoft Office products. I mean, yes, that's probably true. But also, how are you going to use Microsoft Office on your Google Home or Alexa? No, no, no. What I'm thinking how is probably Outlook. Um and the mail app okay. and things like that. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't need my emails read me. I'll read them myself. <laughs> hey, Zach, emails? What emails? I thought you hated emails. Yeah, the ones that avoid checking as much as I can because I just check them. Uh, you hate email. You better get over that if you work at a corporate office. They're gonna make you. They're gonna make you have an email account. They're gonna make you check it. Of course they. <laughs> yeah, and I will begrudgingly. Because I mean, I'm not. You keep cutting yourself off at the end. I don't know if your uh, your push to talk settings are not long enough or not. But don't. I heard don't, and then that was about it. I very specifically held the button at the correct length of time during that statement, so I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so Cortana, apparently not a voice assistant anymore. It's uh, it's now a skill. So, anyways. Cortana, still useless. <laughs> still useless? I like that. Uh, okay. Western Digital has announced an updated version of its WD Black SSD, the WD Black SN750, a more incremental update um, that looks to improve the uh, performance from last year's version. It's offering, get this, a heatsink equipped variant that's designed specifically for gaming. Does the hard drive really get that? Does an SSD really get that hot that it needs a heatsink? And some of the some of the faster, the very fast ones, the PCI Express type ones, you know, they can get toasty. This thing toasty looks like M really no, no, no. This is MVME. This is MVME. 
Does an NVMe like SSD really get that hot? Well, I'd love to see it, but I'm getting an error loading the page. Oh, I can help you out with that. Um, here, give me a second. In any case, they can get warm. They don't really need a heat sink, but I guess... I don't know. I guess it's... I've heard it said that you can get slight performance improvements from cooling them, I guess. I don't know. Over long... Um, workloads, I suppose. There you go, Zach. I don't know. Oops. Wow, that is a huge heat sink. <laughs> what on earth is that? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> what on earth is that? You know, my favorite part of the show half the time is listening to Zach's reaction to things. Seriously, what is this? I don't know! Why does an SS why does an MVME SSD need a heatsink? Oh I mean, it's not gonna do any harm, I'll tell you that. I would question just how much of an improvement you're really seeing from a thing like that. Uh, like, right! Okay. That is a huge heat sink. These, what, let me let me ask. When I said a heat sink, what were you expecting? I was expecting a relatively small heat sink, like I've seen. Not like the whole thing. Not that. <laughs> uh the second generation drive keeps things largely the same as the original, uh, from a hardware perspective. Um, and in tech, uh, noted it's. Uh, review or noted in its review uh, that the changes are largely on the firmware side of things, optimizing the existing hardware for even better performance and speeds. There's also a new two terabyte model being added to the lineup, along with uh, the aforementioned heatsink versions, although those won't be available until later in the spring. Hmm, interesting. And I am so tired of this. this you know, a, a, a gaming SSD. Oh my God, it's for gaming. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I'm tired of, so I'm tired of, have we? I'm tired of companies thinking that we should buy the gaming product. Gaming product. This component's designed for gaming. No, it's not. It's a solid-state hard drive. It's not. Do you remember? It's not any better for gaming than any other solid-state hard drive. Do you remember the push oh, for? Uh... So. No, no, no. Do you remember when VR started to be a thing? VR ready. Yes. VR ready was. The card was said to be VR. <laughs> now, and now here's, here's another thing that actually really makes me laugh for good in this drive. And that's these heat sinks. If I remember correctly, these heat sinks are only worth anything during a long like transfer of. That's the only time you see any actual tangible performance gains from an SSD with a heatsink versus not a heatsink. And, and we're talking about a gaming SSD, you know? I mean, you're going to be loading very briefly, and then that's it. Then that's it. Then and you might see a brief loading screen, and that's when the SSD is active. It's doing something, and then it's done. This is burst workloads. <laughs> uh, the performance will vary depending on the capacity of the drive you get. 
Uh, but it does top out at the one terabyte model with uh, 3,470 megabits or uh, megabytes per second sequential sequential reads and 3,000 megabytes uh, second sequential write speeds. So 3,470 uh, megabytes a second read, 3,000 megabytes sequential write. That's actually not horrible. Uh, I mean, WD it's definitely fast, but like seriously. It's a gaming Wait, solid state. What? Device. That just reduces w its credibility. Western Digital has a SSD dashboard app. What? Adding new options that are specifically geared towards gaming performance. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the WD Black SN750 comes and in. It's a... just a gimmick. It's just a okay, gimmick. Okay, you ready? Dumb gimmick. Dumb gimmick. <laughs> Comes at 250 gigabyte size for 79.99, 500 gigs for 129.99, and a terabyte for 249.99. Uh, there's also the two terabyte version for 499.99. There you go. Uh, a five year limited warranty. Uh, those are considerably lower prices than last year's models, which is especially nice since Western Digital isn't rolling out those firmware updates to the older models. Uh, those prices are only for the standard models. The heatsink uh, model prices are set to come out closer to the release date. Ay ay ay. Gaming hard drives. <laughs> done. Hard drives? No, 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 no. Gaming SSD. Who uses a hard drive anymore, Zach? I mean, I, I, I suppose... Hmm, you know, that's a good question. So... <laughs> If you call a solid-state drive, if you refer to that as, that's my hard drive in my computer, are you incorrect? Yes! Should you refer to it as an SSD? Yes, okay, because it is solid-state. Okay, hard drive, okay, implies mechanical drive, okay? Yes. Mechanical spinning it, parts. For, for me, it kind of depends on the content. I guess you're right. But I you know, think like if it's if it's understood that, you know, yes, this is a solid state drive, you know, then just referring to it as a hard drive isn't. No, 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 no. Because if somebody says a hard drive, right? Okay. If yes, you... I understand. Like when no, no, you say no. hard drive versus SSD, that refers to a spinning hard drive versus. SSD. Right. But OK, so if you're talking in terms of the medium that the that is storing all of your information, storage. I think is a better term, an overall term. Not hard drive. Because personally, in my mind, if you say hard drive, I'm going to think physical hard drive because that's what I thought. That's why I asked you. I was like, who still uses a hard drive? Honestly, I wanted to say hard drive because it just sounded even worse. You know the one... Gaming SSD, but <laughs> seriously, it's, it sounds so stupid. Like, who? Why? Why? This, this obsession with, you know, branding things that are high performance as, oh, it's for gaming. No, it's not. It's just a, it's just a high performance SSD. It's not for gaming. It's not any better for gaming than any other. You know, the, the one that gets me the, all the time, and I haven't heard it for a long time, but I was watching, uh, I was watching some older shows from like back in the early 2000s, like 2005 era, uh, which is super crazy because everything is in four by three still. Ooh. Uh, do you remember when uh, um, HD was becoming the new thing? 720p came out? Like how big of a deal HDTV. it was? Yeah, yeah. 
It's like 4K now, basically. I mean, not really any different. Uh, I remember... 4K craze. Yeah, I remember... Oh, uh my TV is 4K. I remember yeah. the rollout to, uh, to HD uh, for the local uh, news station that I used to work for. <laughs> you know, you're watching the news at 10, now in high definition. Because they would tack that on to the end of it. Uh, yeah, anyways. Oh, and apparently, like, HD makeup was a thing, too, for all your on-air talent. So, yeah, anyways. But, uh, where I was going with this was, is, uh, I heard in the show somebody refer to, um, like, a computer as a CPU. Well, yeah, I mean, people do that all the time. Uh, I haven't heard it for a while, and I, I heard it the other day, and it threw me off for a second. I was like, whoa, whoa, I haven't heard somebody say that for a long time. But, um, I, okay, technically you're not incorrect when you say you have a CPU, because your your system has a CPU in it, but that's not the CPU. That's the tower. You know what, though? That that opens up a really interesting question. Where did that trend start from? Where did the trend start that you refer to the tower as a CPU? Like, where did that start? Probably because people think, oh, that's the brains of the computer. And so they think that that equals CPU. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh... No, 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 no. Let's, let's get this straight. The CPU is inside the tower. The tower is the outside portion of it. People also call them hard drives. I don't know if I've heard that one before. So, you know what the, uh, you know what my favorite one is? So, my new employer, I do device repair, right? And people come in and they're like, I want to I wanna get the battery changed out on my, my phone. And I'm like, okay. And then they ask me, what do you think they ask me? Because we're taking the battery out, right? So, what are they concerned about? Probably the data on their hard drive. Uh, the data on their phone. Am oh, I going to no, lose I, anything? No, no, no. But I was, I was, I said that as if, you know, they were going to call it a hard drive. Oh, no, they won't, they don't call it a hard drive. Usually what I hear is, is like, this, or like they think their phone has a hard drive. No, 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 no. Usually what, um, usually what people ask though is, am I going to lose anything? No, you're not going to lose anything. Are you sure? I'm sure. Your data is stored. Uh, I will refer to it as, like, for layman's purposes and for them to understand it, most people are familiar with the idea of a hard drive. So what I'll tell them is, is your data is stored on basically a hard drive inside the phone. Even though it's not really a hard drive, it's, like, NAM flash and stuff. Yeah, but anyway, clarify that it's not actually a hard drive. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's much easier for people to envision the idea of a hard drive rather than just saying it's on flash memory. Because if I say that, it's going to go straight over their heads. So. I mean, fair enough, yeah. So so that's why I say basically your phone has like a, the equivalent to a hard drive in it. So, yeah. Although, you know what I did see the other day that I think actually does have a hard drive in it? Was one of those like retro um, click wheel iPods iPod Nanos. Yeah, those ones do actually have hard drives in them. <laughs> so, anyways. But like, that's just that's just crazy. Like, 
Who needs that much storage for music? Hundreds of gigabytes? Nah. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think they were ever that big. I, think, I thought they were like, I thought there were models like 160 gigs or something like that on them. Like just obscene amounts of storage. Like. Let's see. Hard drive iPod max capacity. Uh, 240 gigabytes. There you go. It looks yeah, like. It's 240 gigabytes of music to put on their iPod. Well, remember, it's in <laughs> Apple's proprietary format, and who knows how well that's compressed. Well, compression does actually technically reduce. Right, right, but how, how, I wonder how much it compresses it. I mean, unless you're just, unless you're just storing, it like, uncompressed. So... All right. Well, while we're talking about retro stuff, let's go back here uh, to uh, hang on. Actually, our next thing would be a pretty good one. Pretty good one to what? To move on to because more retro. -y. I know that's retro. what we're doing. I'm, I'm looking something up, though. Oh, OK, here we go. Uh, the year was... Oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's not what I want. Um, I don't remember what the year was. Um, I don't know when it was released. Anyways. Um. Original release date. Uh, oh, okay. The year was apparently 2004. Okay? Zach, let's go back for a second. Quick, what was your first cell phone ever? Um, it was some something with like a slidey keyboard. It was one of those slidey keyboard ones. <laughs> okay, but you had the full QWERTY keyboard on there. Yeah. Okay. How? What? What grade were you in when you got that? I think I was. Gosh, I was maybe a freshman in high. School. Okay. Okay. Freshman in high school. I was in... Might have been one year before that, actually. Okay. I was in seventh grade when I got my very first cell phone. And my very first cell phone, I still have it. Kid you I not. Still have it. Was a blue Motorola Razor. Yep. Uh, that's... It was a that, blue flip phone Motorola Razor. And, uh, yeah. So what makes this thing so good? Like, they're all flipped. Well, well, we'll get to this in a second here. But the the thing is, is that Motorola Razor is returning as a $1,500 folding smartphone. The legendary Motorola... I, I'm very curious to see how they managed to make that. I saw a video. I saw a video about it. Uh, the legendary um, Motorola Razor might be making a comeback as a $1,500 foldable screen smartphone, and it could launch as early as February, according to a new report from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the original Razor was once uh, was one of the most iconic cell phones ever made. Do you remember that? Like, almost everybody had a Razor? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's why I wanted one, because everyone else had one. It was like having an iPhone. Like, holy crap, I want a razor. Uh, my friend had 
one, and uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, anyways, well, it seems that Motorola's parent company, Lenovo, really? Lenovo bought Motorola? I didn't know that. Uh, anyway, it's looking to cash in on the uh, on that branding with an updated foldable phone, uh, similar to the one that Samsung has teased for later this year. Uh, per the Wall Street Journal, the new Razer will be exclusive to Verizon in the U.S. with a planned February launch, although the device is still in testing and details have yet to be finalized. I feel like this thing's going to be a nightmare to work on. Uh, anyways... Also unknown is the near uh, is nearly any concrete information about the phone. There's no word yet on things like screen size, specifications, or even form factor. Um, well, the revived Razer just oh, I see how this works. Borrow the name, hmm. but use a more traditional That's pretty cool landscape folding display. Will Lenovo follow the original Razer design? Have some sort of super long vertical folding screen? What what uh, discovery did you just make? Apparently. This thing is meant to be similar to a Samsung foldable phone that has, like, it's got a screen that's, you could probably call it, like, a small tablet. And it just folds in half to be, like, you know, your average size smartphone. The prototype that I saw, or, like, the video that that's I saw... pretty cool, actually. ...looked like the original, like, um... Looked like the exact same form factor as the original Razer, but the top portion then folded down. And then when, when you opened it up, there was a screen on the top and the bottom. It feels kind of, it feels like it would be kind of like unwieldy like that. Like it's just a super long but thin phone. Like what? Yeah, let's, uh, I, I don't know if there's pictures of this thing. Oh, okay. So, this suppose this is what I've seen. Hold on. This is what I've seen. Holy mackerel. Um hold on. Um here you go, Zach. There's that. And then I will let the stream see this. What there we the go. heck? <laughs> so this is this is what the this is the design that I've seen, and then that top portion unfolds, like flips up, and uh, this is supposedly what this thing's gonna look like. I I don't know, but you know what it looks cool though. It looks like there might be a fingerprint sensor under the glass there. So, oh, by the way, do you think, I, I think I figured something out. You know what's even more stupid than the notch, Zach? What? The hole punch. The hole punch? Mm-hmm. So, now what manufacturers are starting to do Instead of putting a notch in the phone, they're filling the entire screen and then they're just making a little round cutout that looks literally like somebody took a hole punch and oh. punched a hole in your screen for the camera. I'd almost rather have Yeah, that sounds pretty <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a like an area where there's a bunch of dead pixels. I would almost rather have a notch. I'd rather have none of it. So this is what the razor, the new razor. 
eyes, it looks like. Supposedly. I, mean, I don't know. It looks kind of dumb. I, <laughs> I guess I can see the appeal, but honestly, it's just, like, it looks, I don't know. It just looks weird. I don't think I like it. I don't think I like the look of that. I don't. I don't know if that's a leaked I just want image. A device that's just a bar, you know, just a bar. No fancy folding, nothing. Like, um. Oh, you know what? The uh. Anyway, so so this is that's the that's the thing there. Um. That's actually. I suppose that's fairly neat. I don't think I would buy one. It's neat, but I would personally not for. I think for the nostalgic factor, somebody gave me one. It would be kind of cool to have, like, and sit on a shelf. But I don't think I would personally use it. I don't think personally I would use it. Although this is kind of interesting. Um, I wish there were some more pictures of this. Um, the Samsung Galaxy S10, apparently there's been some leaked images of it. Um, but I only kind of see the back of it. Although, they are talking about, like, possibly having... Um, it's been rumored uh, to have um, the S10 Plus will have a curved OLED screen. Um, oh my god. Hole punch selfie camera. <clears throat> I'm already over this thing. Oh, uh, wait. The, the Razer has that? No, no, no. This will be the new S10 coming out. Oh, come on. Uh, a hole punch selfie camera. That's dumb, yeah. I agree with this you. Is cool. This is cool. This is cool, though. And I wish I could figure out how to do it for the freaking camera. In-display fingerprint scanner. That's neat. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, with a third, presumably the S10, uh, serving as a cheaper edition without all the bells and whistles. Um, oh, you know, and offer 5G. I I would find it cool to have a device outward to to like kind of have a form factor of a small tablet. That would be that would be kind of cool. You know, let me ask you a question. I think you'd be on board with this. So I was I was watching a video about the the hole punch uh, last night, and I was, I looked down in the comments to see what people were say, saying about it, and here was an interesting idea. And that is, and I, I think you'd be okay with this. I'd probably be, okay, yeah, I don't know. I actually do use the selfie camera. Not for taking selfies, but for doing video chats on my phone. But let me ask you this. I never use either camera. <laughs> right. So, so you'd probably be okay with this. What some people were suggesting was just a phone that's a full screen, right? Top to bottom and without a front-facing camera. camera. Just a rear-facing camera. Yeah. I'd use that. Right. I think it's an interesting idea. I think, though... See, I'm in, I'm in favor of this idea. I'm in favor of well, not having... I don't mind the notch. The notch is fine. Just put a notch on it. I mean, the notch is okay. Like, after... Okay, I will admit this. After seeing the hole punch, the notch looks way better. I still think it's stupid. I think both of them are stupid. I would much rather just have bezels at the top and bottom of the phone and not have a screen that extends all the way to the top and bottom of the phone. Because here's well, the problem. Here's the other thing. is, that, Well, okay. You, know, you could probably, like, you could have the notch and then, like, the notification bar on your phone, the operating like, could just have that, like, accounted for, right? You know, you could put, like, your battery in the clock and your signal strength and whatever, like, in that little notch. They already do that. 
They already do that. Well, yeah, exactly. So that's fine. But the know? problem, the problem becomes, the problem becomes though, when you do something like a movie or something like that that fills the entire screen. Because well, just put the notch area black. I don't. So you mean it. cut it, um, both the top and yeah, the bottom. Just cut it. There. I'd be okay with that. But see, see, here's the thing, right? Okay, so the theory behind it, and this is the this is the stupid part right here. Okay, okay. Here's the here's the theory behind having the notch in there. Oh, look, the screen goes from the top of the phone to the bottom of the phone. Great, but there's a giant cutout in it. I would rather just have a thin bezel. Just put a bezel in, just make it really thin. Right, but the the theory behind it is is. Oh, people want more screen real estate, so we're gonna go from the we're gonna fill the entire front of the phone with a screen. Perfect, the right? But then. why? But but here's Who the thing: if you have an extra like half an inch of screen, right? I can't. But but the, see, this is this is this this is the part that's stupid right here, is right? Okay, the idea is is to have all this extra screen real estate to see stuff, right? And like to be this fully immersive kind of like feeling, right? But you take a giant chunk out of the screen with a freaking notch. So I don't understand I the point. Do, I think these some of these foldable concepts are kind of cool. I you like know what? They fold into like have you seen how you can get like a, an iPad or a tablet with a uh, like a keyboard attachment and so the screen like folds up and then you have oh, a keyboard yeah, yeah. and yep. just like a, and these phones are like that. Yeah. That's neat. I think although I you would know question the validity of that because of the fact that the device is smaller and therefore the keyboard might just be tiny and that's well i think in some of these applications they're actually going like they're doing away with uh or they're they're going to be software you know keyboards software keyboards yes they're like it's going to be screen it's all screen and the, the keyboard is exactly on the screen yeah yes. well you're already familiar with that with your but ipad actually, and things like that i think that's pretty cool no no, no. i i agree with you i think these new foldable phone concepts are actually pretty cool I'll, especially if it can lock if you can like lock it rigidly into a just a flat position so then you have basically a small tablet that is cool i love that i i agree with you i think that is cool uh i think we can disagree on i don't know i guess i i don't know about if I fully disagree with you on the notch, but I don't think I mind it as much as like, you hate it. And I'm just like, what? I, okay. Well, let me put it this way is so I, I, I had to do an iPhone 10 last night and I, I freaking hate the iPhone 10. And here's why, because I don't know any of the freaking gestures and I don't know any of the freaking button combinations. I literally had to ask yeah, the guy. That's annoying. I'll give you that. I literally, I had to ask the guy who gave me this phone yesterday. I was like, the only thing I know is that you swipe up to go home. Yeah. So I know that. Right. But this was the embarrassing part. Right. So he hands me his phone. Right. I get all his information. I'm like, click, click, click. click. How the frick do you turn this thing off? Oh, hold the top. Hold the, the, yeah, I didn't. yeah. Yeah. Hold the uh, the vol the volume up button and the home button or the the power button at the same time. Why can't I just hold the freaking home button like I have on every other freaking iPhone model? You know, speaking of small tablet devices, I worked on a Surface Go the other day. 
And I was pretty surprised. It seemed like a nice device. Really? What's your What's your take? I I haven't seen a Surface Go yet. This was uh, it's like it's like a little tablet thing, but it runs Windows. I was like, right. I wouldn't mind having one of those. And the, I saw the price. I was like, yeah, yes. the Surface Go. I mean, this is a little steep, but it does run I, Windows. I remember. I, mean, I remember talking about this. Like a PC kind. Right. Of. I remember talking about this. Remember, the Surface Go is Microsoft's solution to like the Chromebook. Like I like my Android tech, but gosh. You know, I wouldn't mind if it ran Windows. Right, and okay, and here's the thing. thing. You know what? The The whole Surface line and things like that, as much as we give Microsoft crap, I think Microsoft actually nice got device. it. I think Microsoft actually got it right on the Surface line. I will give them that. Maybe not necessarily always the hardware. a lot of them, I would maybe question the price tags on some of them. But yes, actually, yes, for sure. The, the price tag, I, I will definitely question did, I did just out of curiosity see how much the thing even costs, and I was surprised that the so a Pentium CPU and like four gigs of memory and what like sixty four gigs, it was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's not so bad. That's not a terrible for a device like that with that form factor and everything. No, and the fact that it runs a fully functional version of... And it runs a full Windows operating system. Yeah. I actually... Okay, I I, I actually like the Surface like Pro and the Surface Go line. I, I actually... Like I guess I like them. I think, I think that... You know, I, don't, I don't need a new device right now. But, you know, a couple no, I don't either. Line, I don't either. Devices will get a lot better, and I would definitely consider picking one up. Oh, I for sure. For sure. Because we were on the topic of tablet kind of... Right. Well, and, and this is this is what really appeals to me about it, is I like that small form factor of a tablet because it's easy to carry around, but I love but it that Windows. it runs Windows. Like, that's awesome. But I don't know if I could go for a full... Like a, one of those normal Surface, though. Like, those are just a little bit big. Right. I like my tablet because it's small. It's pretty small. You know what it's I actually, like? I love the... The one product from Apple that I still really, really like, uh, even though I'm moving away from Apple, is my iPad. And the only reason is, is because I have not found anything... Here's my other problem. All the Android tablets that I bought are just cheap Android tablets. Now, if I bought, like, a nice Samsung or something like that... I like mine. Yeah. If I bought, like, a nice Samsung I one, like no problems at all there. But... Uh, I like the size of the iPad is what I like. Oh, there are a lot of really cheap Android tablets out there. Yeah. And they run like crap. Really cheap. And they're, yeah, they're junk. I wouldn't buy one of those. It's just like, you you know, the fact is you get what you pay. Exactly. Yeah, you, you do. You know, a year from now, it's just going to be a mess. Although, remember my little uh, Acer uh, 2M1 uh, little tablet laptop thing I have? I a window. Wasn't that a Windows device? I what? Wasn't that a Windows device? No, no, no. That was one of those, like... Remember when Intel, like, made the whole push about, like, uh... Like, 2-in-1 tablets? They went off on their whole craze that, about... That Android? No, no, no. It doesn't run Android. I'm thinking of a different... No, no, no. It doesn't oh, run Android. Said, it runs... A negative Android. No, no, no. Oh, maybe I did. It runs, uh, it runs Windows, though. 
Uh, so it's kind of like that Surface Go thing. It's designed to be like the form factor of a netbook, basically. But it's a two-in-one. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, I actually... I don't know. I, don't, I rather like it. I don't like know it. if I like that. I think, I think that either, you know, I would prefer either a, a tablet, like a tablet, not a not an in-between, like a laptop slash tablet or like a large tablet that kind of works like a laptop. No, a tablet or a laptop. None of this in-between nonsense. <laughs> okay, okay. I do like the Surface, though. I like the Surface lineup. Um, I think they're pretty cool. Although, I have to get your opinion oh, on this. I, have to get... I would say that, like, you know, the, the, I guess the standard Surface lineup, I guess you could say, I don't know, the ones that are, like, that are kind of built like fairly hefty tablets. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I could go for one of those. Like, you know, anytime I would use one of those, I would just use a laptop. Yeah. You know, the whole thing that I liked when I saw that uh, that Surface Go with them was that, the was small like, form you know, like factor. But that small yeah, form like, it's factor, not this big huge. So I don't. But anyway, you were saying about something. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing, and I'm sure you've had a chance to maybe play with this if you. Um, if you haven't, I definitely would encourage you to, uh, but, uh, the, the soft keyboard, the soft touch keyboard that Microsoft has. Oh, on the, that they used to make for the server. Oh, that's no longer a thing anymore. Are you talking about the one that didn't have any like buttons? Yeah. It was, it was like just a... like felt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That answers Boy, my question that was, on that. That was a, that was a terrible. That. Really? Imagine typing on that. Like, it's it's weird. It's such a it's just no. It's like typing on like experience. it's like typing on the glass. I I figure you probably get used to it over time. Well, okay, but here's the thing: when you type on the glass, you get like feedback, right? You know, usually it buzzes or something. But this thing is not. No, my it's my phone doesn't not. buzz when I when well, I. That's a setting. Then you change your. Uh, Mine does. The very I have the option to turn it off oh. if I want to, but I actually prefer it. I just it's like when it, when I press my keyboard, right? I you know I feel it. I feel that I did something. I activated that key. I can type without looking at the keyboard. But, Dang you know, that thing! I was just like looking at the keyboard the whole time. Those key. Oh my gosh! I hate. It. I forgot. Did you actually, did you like it? Because I think a lot of people really hate it. What? Like it? I I actually you thought it was. I thought it was kind of cool, actually. I didn't hate it. I think it would have taken was, some getting used to, but I didn't hate it. It was kind of cool, I guess, to like just you know, to mess with it. But <laughs> I, typing on it, I, like, you know what I don't like though. I liked the other one. There was another one, another version of that thing that had like actual keys. Oh yeah, I remember that too. That I don't know. I didn't like the travel on those, and I didn't think that the keys went down quite far enough for me. So, but see, here's the thing. I, you know, I couldn't tell you what. Here's the, the thing. When, like when, uh, when I type on my phone or like my tablet or whatever, like I'm used to not having any feedback or anything like that. Uh, in fact, I, I don't like when my, my phone vibrates every time I hit a button on it. Also might be something to do with the fact that when you type on a phone, you know, you're using your thumbs, right? Well, that's true too. But uh, when you're typing on that felt keyboard thing, you're just using your fingers and it's not it's like on the table or something. Something about it is just a weird experience and I didn't like it at all. That's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think you, you're you used to a mechanical keyboard. I mean, I am too. 
but I will transition from a mechanical keyboard back to a membrane keyboard and really not notice any difference. Oh. I, you know, I mean, I don't have an issue with most laptop keyboards, but some of them just have obnoxiously low key travel, and it's just like, what? The one that I don't like, and I know you hate Apple, but I would encourage you to go try it because I'm curious to know what your, your reaction to it would be. The Mac? Right, but the butterfly switches in particular. I don't like you know, them. I worked on a Mac, and I don't have a clue which kind it was or anything like that. Did it have a touch bar? I... <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I know that that indicates a newer MacBook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I feel like it was a fair. What were the okay? MacBook were the were the keys? Um... The key travel was just okay. I think short. were the were the the butterfly ones are the ones that kind of curve down. Curve down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the all the all MacBooks pretty much look the same. Okay, but like the really? the, the new... only thing I know is that if it has a disk drive, it's 2012 or below or before. Okay, uh, so like my MacBook Pro has just flat keys all the way across. The butterfly yeah, but switches. Is one of the older ones that kind of was like before the obsession with pin. So yours is a acceptable key. Exactly. So what I'm trying to uh, what I'm trying to figure out obsession with means that they make these dumb keyboards with no key travel and they're just obnoxious to type on and i just right. hate it it's like that it's just like that surface keyboard where you get no travel at all <laughs> well I mean, but see get, like, so here's the key. thing here's what i'm trying to figure out where the keys on that like kind of a larger size maybe with like very very close together and they kind Dude, of dipped honestly, in i have no clue. I okay have no idea yeah, yeah. so the the butterfly ones are the ones that kind of curve down um, I've seen a, I've seen a few Windows computers as well with terrible keyboards and they're just and I I that. do not like the butterfly switches. Butterflies. Couldn't even tell you. I have no idea what it. Was. It was. Ugh, I I just would not want to use a key. Yeah, I I I do not like the butterfly switches. They're not. They're not comfortable. They're not comfortable at all. Um, there's just there's not enough travel for me on them. Here you go. Those are the. There's a link to the butterfly switches. There are. Well, that first one's not. But um. Anyways, yeah. So like the the picture up in that. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so the butterfly switches are the ones that are a little bit longer and, like, more flat, and they stick up, like, just barely. So when you press on them, they don't go down very far. Hate them. Absolutely hate them. I think, I think that's part of the... It does look pretty familiar. Yeah, I mean, I hate whatever it was. It sucks. I, I think that's the... Pro well, you, you've tried my laptop before, and keys are horrible. Keys uh, are on that one. I don't remember the keys being off. Yeah, uh, I think the problem is is the butterfly switches don't sit up as high. I think they sit like lower down, so when you press them, they don't go down as far. I think that's part of my problem. Uh, so they require less actuation force, but yeah. Oh, by the way, because uh, this is what I started to say, holy crap, I forgot how loud your key switches are. You forgot how loud my key switches are? Yeah! Like that? Yeah, because mine are 
Mine are quiet. You have the same keyboard, though. No, uh, I have the same keyboard. I don't have the same switches. What do you have, brown? No, I have reds, but I have silent. I have reds. Silent. Oh, okay. Well, you... I mean, sure, but most of the noise of these switches comes from just the um, the, the keyboard, the key, like impacting the. Yeah, but I suppose the silence have like a some kind of dampening. Yeah, because do you hear that? Do you hear the difference? Yeah, I can hear it. It also could be the difference in mic. That could be too. Although I would yeah, expect, I, like this. I, like I would expect my mic to pick up way better sound than yours does, uh, because I am using what a like two hundred dollar professional microphone. Yeah, yours are super loud. <laughs> so, uh, like, oh, I just wrecked. Hey, you have a message, but I just wrecked people's ears. Where? On, oh, on Slack? I don't know. I just heard your phone buzz or something. Oh, no, no, no. That was... I you must have a no, no, no. That was the microphone. That was the... What? <laughs> I swear I heard like a... Yeah, you heard the microphone creaking. Uh... Gosh. Okay. Hang on. What? Because I, I moved the microphone down towards the keys. See, they're, they're much quieter. And now you're going to hear that same exact sound again because I'm wrecking everyone's ears who's wearing headphones. Um, yeah. No, what you're, what you're hearing is... So, my microphone is mounted on... Uh, here. That, now people can see the microphone. So, my microphone is mounted on a, uh, a boom arm is what it is. And so every time I move this thing in a specific direction, it creaks. Uh, so that's what you're hearing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> that's funny, though, that it, it sounded so close to like me getting a that notification. Sounded like a phone buzzing, though. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I thought it was going to wreck your ears way more than it probably did. So anyways, yeah, these, these things are super creaky. Um, unless you, unless you like loosen the, uh, the heck out of them. So like now you can't hear it, but I can, I can move this thing all over the place now and you're not going to hear anything. Oop. I got it too loose though. So. This thing's actually, I, I love having like a boom arm like this because I can position this mic pretty much anywhere I want and uh, it just kind of stays there out of the way. So anyways, although, I mean, you've got a mod mic, so it just attaches what to the side of your headphones, right? No. It's built in. Oh, it's built in? To the headphones. Oh, yep. okay. I don't know. Like, if I was a gamer, like, I've seen some gamers, like, they have the whole headset thing where, like, the mic's built in and things like that. Not my style. Yeah, but those always come with crappy, like, the, the um, audio quality on the headphone part sucks. Oh, see, I would much rather, like... like I would rather just buy a nice pair of headphones, and these just happen to have it built in, so... Oh, yeah. I've got a nice pair of headphones. These are, uh... 
What are my headphones? Uh, my headphones are from Sony. They're the Sony X uh, headphones. Uh, these things are awesome. And then uh, I've got, what, like a $200 Electro Voice microphone? So, yeah. Anyways. That's why my audio quality on the stream always sounds really good. And actually, you know what? Yours actually sounds good, too. So, I think yours always has for the most part. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> there's an old video of us showing how to set up a dual monitor setup with uh, Zach's voice doing, like, Zach doing voiceover on it. Uh, whatever mic you used for that actually sounded pretty good. So, anyways. Um, I used to have a different one that was separate, but... Mm, I see. No, it you, you sound fine in the like in that voiceover work that you did there. So, I should make you do more voiceover work. Zach's like, oh no, just stop, just stop right now. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's uh let's call this a show for this week, and uh, I don't have anything else to add. So, anyways, thank you for joining us. Thumbs up if you liked it. Thumbs down if you didn't. Subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye.